This is Hope FM. And of course, that was the internationally famous song uh, Jerusalem and I think that particular one was the Winchester Choir and the Bournemouth Symphony Orchestra Dan you got it well absolutely yeah. well it's a local version of it but actually talking about local very few people probably know that Hubert Parry that wrote that song actually was born in Richmond Hill in Bournemouth now I didn't know that uh, so that's a really interesting fact local fact and the reason we picked that particular song was because it talks about England's green and pleasant land well it might be a bit parched at the moment given the weather Uh, But we're going to be talking to Amanda Jones, who knows a lot about England's green and pleasant land, uh, because she's from Nature Connection Dorset. So good morning, Amanda. Good morning to you both. How are you doing today? Uh, We're doing fine. How are you coping with the hot weather? Oh, I've got all the windows open, and even then, I'm not sure there's a draft. Yeah, well, according to the weather forecast, we're not doing as bad in this part of the country as other parts of the country are likely to experience today. So uh, we have the blessing of of a bit of a lower temperature, even though it feels warm. Mm. So, uh, uh, yes. So, Nature Connections Dorset, tell us a little bit about that. Um, So I set up Nature Connection Dorset about two years ago as a means of being able to help people go out into nature and spend some time uh, reconnecting with with themselves, with nature, calming themselves down, experiencing a a soothing, calming effect of being outdoors and having the reaping the multitude of benefits of it. Uh, I've, I've used it for many different projects for people with either mental health and rehabilitation in um, intensive care wards for for people who uh, have different stress effects upon them. So, and then I have just recently worked into this new project, which I believe is why I'm I'm on this call with you. Uh, that's true. And uh, what what was the motivation uh, for starting that up? So the actual, the project which I'm working on at the minute is for helping carers specifically go out into nature, um, either full-time unpaid carers or any carers at all. And the reason why I'm doing this particular project with them, helping them get outdoors into nature, is because my mum is a full-time unpaid carer of my dad who has dementia. And I also had a random encounter with a gentleman in a shop who felt so isolated and fearful that he was having to care for his partner who had dementia. All of his wealth suddenly meant nothing to him. Mm-hmm. And it, it tore at my heartstrings. And I thought, what can I do to help this situation? I already had the training. I had the experience. And I had the reputation. And I thought, right, let's try and help this specific demographic of the population. Uh, so actually your title is Nature and Forest Therapy Guys, a really interesting title. So uh, you mentioned about the skills for that. So in, in your background, there must have been things that were there that sort of brought all this out of you, as well as the motivation that you've just described. Absolutely, yes. I mean, I've worked in the, in the mental health industry before. Uh, I have worked in... Um, uh, I, I have different qualifications with actual dealing with people in states of distress, 
from mental health through to actually just looking after people. It's just always been a natural tendency towards how, how I've gone towards. Um, I worked previously with plants also, so I have a lot of experience working actually in nature. And then suddenly it seemed perfect to, to put the two together. And interestingly enough, of course, at one time we used to be talking about physical health a lot, but certainly in the last five years, mental health seems to have come to the fore, doesn't it? Absolutely, especially since lockdown. Uh, it's, it's just amplified it even further. I mean, being out in nature is soothing, it's calming, it reduces anger, fear, stress, and it, and it increases the pleasant feelings which we have, helping us deal with our emotional and our mental health. Um, and it also, obviously, you mentioned their physical well-being. There has been a lot of scientific research over the last 30, 40 years from lots of universities over the whole world on how being in nature, and not just going for a walk or a hike, but actually just slowing right down in nature, pausing, as it will, and it reduces your blood pressure, muscle tension, it reduces the stress hormones, calms the nervous system. I mean, it's, it's really quite profound, the effect, when you actually slow right down. And that is what is offered on these walks, is that experience. Well, you've certainly got people on your side for that, because I know Prince Charles talks about this a lot. He is a great nature lover, he's a great conservationist, uh, and he certainly flies the flag, as do his sons, uh, about mental health. So, and, so you mentioned COVID there, uh, and obviously you've lived through that. Uh, do, you, do you think that was really a big dive for a lot of people? I do, yes. I do. I think also, interestingly, as we may have witnessed in the newspapers, is how people, because they weren't going to work, they were suddenly able to, the, the amount of people going out into nature increased. And so there has been some research showing that nature did help with some of the symptoms of COVID, the isolation sensation. And of course, it still, it has a knock-on effect still. I that you know, people are still slightly, can be slightly fearful of mixing with other people, of connecting. There's a sense of a loss of connection from COVID. And uh, that's another thing which is on these walks, is that it's not just a gentle walk. Also, there's an offering of complimentary tea and cake. And so in that instance, we're able to connect and communicate with other carers, other like-minded beings other like-minded people who have experienced who are experiencing exactly the same thing as you and that's so empowering to be uh, able to talk to other people to not feel alone it's it's vital to we're humans and we strive we're social people yeah so you were talking there about the walks for carers and uh, obviously they need respite uh, but this mm-hmm. is the, this is a particular thing uh, to help them um, so in mm-hmm. terms of, in terms of that do you think it, it is the carers that seem to be the ones that have the most stress in this situation. Is that because it, it's so intimate, because you're looking after one person all the time or a, a couple all the time, that it has the largest impact on them? I, I think that for, for carers, I mean, they feel they're very stressed. They can be very stressed. They have caring duties. They don't have any time to take a break. They, they suffer from a lot of stress and anxiety. Uh, and they really, they, they, they can feel overwhelmed. And suddenly very simple tasks can be overwhelming. Doing paperwork can be overwhelming because they're on call 
24-7. And, and also they've had to deal from having been, if it's with a partner, for example, they have to deal with having been with that person who has one personality and then they suddenly change. And there's a whole lot of, there's a grief process with this as well. And it can be, it's, it's very difficult to any form of support to be able to help carers have even just a moment of just tranquility and calmness and feel soothed and some nourishment. And nature provides that. If, if you think about how you might feel if you watch a beautiful sunset or if you are just suddenly see the, the sunlight dappling through the leaves or you hear a bird call, how that just takes you from your mind and that busy carers are constantly thinking, what do they have to do to help their, 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 their person who they're caring for? And just nature just allows them that space to just breathe and just to calm down a little and just to feel better. And, and that's what my purpose is. That's what my, my current intention is with people. Well, thank you, Amanda. We'll be talking more about that. But you, we, you've also picked a couple of really nice songs as well. So tell us about the first one, why you picked that Blackbird by the Beatles. Oh, I, I love Blackbird. It's such a beautiful song. It's really evocative. Um, and actually, it's quite a personal song for me. And it's, it was a song that my, my partner passed away um, a couple of years ago, and he used to sing it for me. And because this project is really important for me, I feel that just having that song, whenever I hear it, I feel he's supporting me. Uh, and it's, it's just, and I love that. I love that feeling of, of not being, you know, of still having somebody around. Might sound a bit silly, but it's just a nice thing. I like it, it makes me feel nice. And it's just a really, and it's just, it makes me feel cheery. It's just, it's just a really lovely, it's just a lovely little song. I think it's beautiful. And beautiful to play on the guitar. Oh, right. Uh, here's the Beatles with Blackbird. Blackbird singing in the dead of night Only waiting for this moment to arrive and, of course, that was The Beatles with Blackbird, a chosen song by my special guest this morning, Amanda Jones from The Nature Connection, uh, Dorset. So, a great song, Amanda. And you were, you were talking there about this special project that you have uh, for taking carers uh, on nature walks. So, um, in terms of Nature Connection, Dorset, where do these walks go, Amanda? So these particular walks are at Hengisbury Head uh, in Bournemouth, uh, which is just such a beautiful place uh, to to experience nature. You have water, you have some trees, and there's space for for it to be quite quiet. It's also a very they're not hikes or walks, as in it's two, three, four, five miles. They're literally it's a it's a well-being wonder, so to speak. <laughs> so it's about a mile. Um, and it's on flat ground. I make a point of ensuring, you know, ensuring that people are able to to walk to it. And Hengisbury Head is a place which is quite dear to my heart. I think it's just it's a very beautiful place, and it's a perfect place to gently connect with nature and clear your head, and giving you time to observe what's around you. I do it's like the, I do like that title, Wellbeing Wonder. <laughs> I, I certainly could go for that. And of course, yes, uh, Engersbury Head is a, a beautiful place and uh, a local attraction. Of course, lots of visitors come there. I believe it has also a nature reserve there as well. Yes, it does. Yes, there, there is actually uh, a quite an area, a few areas which are people can't walk on. They've got protected birds. There's also sites of ancient Iron Age forts there. 
So it was actually one of the original places in Bournemouth when uh, there was a, a an Iron Age fort at Hengisbury Head and at St. Catherine's Hill. And so they would be keeping an eye out on people coming in from the ocean. So it's got a lot of history to it as well, which is just a fun fact, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you, you take the groups. Sort of how many people in a group do you normally take? Between 10 and 15, but any any amount is, is fine. Um, sometimes the groups are more specialised. So although the walks are typically in, at 10 a.m., uh, there's also, if there is a need, then I switch the times for the afternoon. Some carers need to be looking after their, 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 their patients in the morning. So they're only free in the afternoon. So I am very flexible. Um, and they are two, the, the times when they're going to be is they're, they're twice a month up through the summer and then they follow through up until next year and then they'll go to once a month um, yeah so you talked about the walks being free but also uh, tea and cake at the end that sounds really nice I know isn't that gorgeous I, I just love that I just thought you know how nice you have a, a walk you're, you might arrive slightly anxious people you, you arrive anxious you're like who are these other people that's normal we're humans uh, especially if you've been isolated. It can be quite scary getting going away from your home and from what you're used to. But you have a really beautiful, tranquil walk. And, I mean, even in that Blackbird song, you could hear the Blackbird. And that's what it's like, isn't it? You just hear nature. It calms, it soothes. And at the end of a very gentle wander, uh, where we just slow down and we observe what's around us, then we meet in the Hiker Cafe and we'll have tea and cake. And it's all complimentary, as you just mentioned there. This is a free offering for oh, carers. Um, that, that sounds really great. So um, if, if people are going on the walks, um, uh, they're going to be looking to see when the next walk's going to be. So when's the next walk? So the next walk is the, the 27th of July, Wednesday the 27th of July. And then we have one on the 17th and the 31st of August. And then the 14th and the 28th of September. Now, these are Wednesdays. So it's a, it's a midweek event. So it's slightly quieter there at Hengisbury as well. I didn't want to do a weekend. Uh, no. So uh, those are the initial dates. And then they're going to be continuing through October. So then it becomes autumn, which is gorgeous as well. I mean, it's all gorgeous. Nature just changes. It's lovely. Uh, and so in, into the winter or autumn, do you, do you still keep going? I'd be doing them through autumn, um, and then in the winter, there is the possibility of having more of an indoor space, uh, but they will be once a month. They won't be one in the very cold month. I think that will probably be February or January, and then it will increase back up to twice a month as well up through next year, and hopefully beyond. And so what sort of feedback do you get? This this group of 15 people, they go on a, is it 90 minutes? 90, it's 90 minutes. Yes. I mean, 15 is, the, 15 is the maximum. The average is probably about is about 8 to 10 at the minute, but it's all, I don't want it too many people to become so people are overwhelmed. But nice to have enough people that they connect with others. Yeah. But the feedback is fabulous. I mean, I've actually been giving similar walks for about two years, and my Facebook group, which I use for advertising, has got great reviews on it and lots of photos. Lots of photos showing where people have been on the walks before. And I mean, I can't, I don't think I've ever had anyone say, oh, that was a waste of time. <laughs> I mean, it really, it, it's really beneficial for people. And yeah, on these specific walks for carers, 
They've all, the, the, the reviews, the feedback has been amazing for the first few walks of the season. And I cannot wait to meet more carers over the coming weeks. So the next walk is on July the 27th. So if people are interested in joining one of your walks, what do they need to do? Well, I'd be delighted for them to join, and they're completely welcome, of course. And uh, they would email me. And they would email me on natureconnectiondorset at gmail.com. And you mentioned you got a Facebook and you mentioned you got a Facebook page as well. I do, yes, and it's the same moniker. So Nature Connection Dorset, the Facebook, so you just type that into the search and it will co- you can even type that into the search in Google and it comes up with my Facebook page. So it's like looking for a website. Uh, and on that then you can you can scroll through and, and see my see my face and see all these so you have a you know what you're gonna be getting involved with. And then you can see all the faces of the, the people before and just re- the reviews. And, and also on there I post uh, information about the benefits. Sometimes, sometimes cause it is, the benefits are scientifically evidence-based backed. And sometimes I put articles stating this as well. It's also been in lots of newspapers, this whole concept of nature therapy. It's, it's gaining a lot of traction at the minute as a tool. It's even used at the minute the, I'm, I'm connecting with a lot of doctors with the NHS. And uh, they're starting to use that as a tool now instead of just prescribing medication for people. So some of the people I get are actually referred by doctors um, who are just feeling, who are a little bit overwhelmed. So it's, it's a great it's a great technique. I'm very excited to see how it develops in the future. Well, it certainly does sound an exciting project and well done to you for uh, organising it all. So we'll mention your email and Facebook again, but... Before that, you have another track you've picked. Great track, Scarborough Fair, Simon and Garfunkel. Why that one? Oh, it's so lovely. I love English folk music. I really do. It just and it just has a it's just evocative for me. Actually, for years I thought the song was about herbs, which is why I used to <laughs> used to like it so much. And and I'm happy to stay with it. I actually I see it's it's actually about a yearning for love, which I think a lot of people have also. But it's just a very relaxing melody and it just makes me feel good. And I love things that make me feel good. I Uh, welcome them. Amanda, thank you so much for being our guest this morning. Here's Scarborough Fair and Simon and Garfunkel. Thank you very much indeed. Simon and Garfunkel there and Scarborough Fair as chosen by our guest this morning, Amanda Jones. From Nature Connections Dorset. Remind us that contact detail one more time there, Ian. Uh, Nature Connection Dorset at gmail.com. That's where you can find Amanda or look up on her Facebook page with lots of pictures and reflections on these great walks that she's doing for carers. It's a brilliant project. So uh, if you're a carer, get in touch. I'm sure you'll benefit. This is Hope FM.